You are now listening to the Motivational Jumpstart. Motivational Jumpstart. Motivational Jumpstart. All right. Good morning, incredible people. It's your favorite motivator from afar, Mike Mallory, with the Motivational Jumpstart right here on WHUS2. Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're doing well. You up. You ready to pursue excellence with impeccable effort. You ready to attack your day with greatness. You're ready to do some phenomenal, phenomenal things in the world. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm super, super, super excited to to have an incredible, you know, incredible rock star uh, calling in from 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 New York City today. But before we get to the legendary, incredible mentor, mogul in motion, motion and motivational speaker, Miss Mia Hall. You know, I just want to know what's happening with everybody. Right. Hopefully you ready, you know, every day and every week on the motivational jumpstart. We're talking about greatness, this level of, you know, what is it that you are trying to do? with your life, right? Whether it's going into, you know, pursuing a new career, starting your own business, you know, just finding your own truth, that thing that inspires you, the thing that wakes you up every single morning, whatever it may be, and whatever is unique to you and those core principles and values that you hold true, you know, how can we get a little bit better every single day so we can ultimately become and get a little bit closer to the best version of ourselves, the best days of our life, you know? Are, 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 are you getting up early? Are you assessing the individuals who are in your life right now? Right. Who, who, who is that winning circle that you're that, that you're surrounding yourself with right now? Those individuals that are speaking life into you, that are being blunt with you, that are challenging you and saying that, hey, although I know right now you feel like you've reached your mountaintop. Oh, there's so much more that you can do, so much more that you can achieve, whatever it is or whatever it may be that you think, you know, that it is. You know, I, I promise you that if, if you assessing who's in your circle constantly, often. Right. And saying, yo, it's nothing personal. If you want to be over there wasting time and or, or, or just chilling, you know, watching movies, that's cool. Because guess what? I like to watch movies, too. However, the difference is I'm not I'm not in a movie watching right now, midday, nine to five or, or, or seven to two, you know, because I, I have a dream that's bigger than me right now. These 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 steps and these actions and all of these different things are so, so inspiring for me right now, you know, that, that they're pushing me. So you have to assess your circle Two, you have to stay focused, right? What are you focused on right now? You focus on just making money, right? Because I promise you, if you're just making money at your job, there's so many extra hustles, extra streams of income that you could potentially be focusing on if, you're, if your sole premise is making money. But maybe you're focusing on just being a better person, right? Maybe, you know, the, 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 the past, you wasn't happy. You know, maybe you were a procrastinator. You were a, 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 a multitude of different things. And you're like, you know what? But I know I want to get better in, in this phase of my life. You know, I, I have to focus a little bit more. You know, I have to do things that 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 inspire me to get a little bit better. Whatever that is, what are you focusing on? You know, and once you can figure that out and begin to think about it and get a little bit better, I promise you, you're going to thank yourself. So that's my motivational jump start uh, intro for the morning. But on the line, hopefully she can hear me right now. So I'm going I'm to take the bold action and hopefully technology has not failed us this morning. Miss Mia Hall, are you on the line? I am. Oh what's my! Up, what's up? What's up? What's, what's happening? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for calling early in studio. I know you are very busy individual. You know you Aww. you do a lot of things, but I appreciate you for calling in studio. Of course. Thank you for having me. You know, on. So I'm excited. Oh, no, of course, of course. So like we like to do, Ms. Mia, on the Motivational Jumpstart, we like to, <laughs> to start every, every, every episode, every, you know, a uh, 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 live broadcast. Would tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what what, what makes you come alive. What what inspires you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, tell a little bit about myself. I am 
Mia Love, the one and only. If there is another, then she is a phony. I rock the mic like Tyson Rock the Fight, and you can rest me because I'm too hype. No, I'm kidding. But um, no, but seriously, I'm a speaker. I am a um, producer. I'm a career strategist. And really what I do is help women um, and smart men to break out of their comfort zones and into their dream careers. So I do that through um, keynote presentations, um, different you know speaking engagements, workshops, and um, one-on-one coaching. Um, and also, uh, my day job is I work as assistant producer at NBC on their NBC BLK platform, writing stories and um, helping them out with their social media. So I'm really into um, brand development, both personally and professionally, and helping other people to do the same. What inspires me, uh, really, um, I definitely have a strong faith in God, and um, what I what I like to what inspires me is people fulfilling their purpose. Because I do believe that all of us have a vocation and all of us have a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I love to see people fulfilling their purpose, especially young people when they get it and when they know that they're here for a reason and they're here to solve a problem that no one else but them can. Like that really inspires me and makes me come alive. Wow, that is powerful. Definitely, you know, and I challenge the listeners out there. I definitely challenge Mia to drop some bars when she intro. So don't think the the introduction was off, you know. So so I can appreciate I can appreciate you 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 blessing the market. <laughs> no, but no, I, I definitely appreciate that. So take take the listeners back though. What's a little bit of your story? Where are you originally from? And how has Mia gotten to present day? Mm-hmm. So um. I am from Brooklyn. I'm calling in from New York City right now, but you know, I was originally born and raised in East New York, Brooklyn, uh-huh. um, home of uh, Uncle Murder, <laughs> Uncle Murder as well, <laughs> and Little Mama. You know, we got a couple out there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I grew up in the projects. You know, um, single parent household. My mom and dad were teenagers when they had me. So, um, of course, not the best start, but, you know, definitely had a family that loved me, a family that, you know, emphasized education no matter, you know, how much money we had. They knew that there were free programs that I can be involved with, not only, you know, um, in school, but after school, of course. So um, so that's really, you know, really where I got my passion for education and for learning was from my family, just always wanting me to, you know, do more than just go to school and come home and watch TV, you know? Right, um, right. So I was involved with the arts and really, um, you know, was very active as a young child in the arts. And then in middle school, I became more active in sports because my middle school didn't have many arts. So I didn't have dance like I used to do for like nine years before that. And so I started playing ball. And um, when I was on this team in my high school, Uh, They recruited girls to be a part of this new program called Power Play. And uh, Power Play um, was a program that educates and empowers girls through sports. And they took girls that were athletes into offices that were about the business of sports to introduce us to women that worked in sports media, uh, sports management, like, you know, whether it's business development for teams and things like that. And when I, you know, saw them, it made me change my mind from wanting to be a WNBA player to considering wanting to be a manager of a team or, you know, wanting to work in community at a team. Like, I didn't know those positions existed before that. So that's really where I got my passion from. Um, Fast forward to a couple years later, I went to Hampton um, and majored 
decided to major in um, sport management, uh, and then got my master's from Harvard in education um, because I was still passionate about education and learning and really helping students that didn't have the best start to to um, become self-regulated learners, et cetera. Uh, and then I continued um, my sports career, uh, continued to work at the WNBA, um, the high school of sports management, uh, started writing sports articles with Black Enterprise, Slam Magazine, um, worked with Barclays Center uh, and the Brooklyn Nets, and then came to NBC. So, you know, um, really just, you know, have loved sports uh, for the last 10 years and have been working in it in some capacity over that time. And now I'm helping um, to recruit more women and people of color to get into the industry as well. Wow, wow, that's that's powerful. And so, so you talked about power play, and I think the power play, you know, a piece uh, out of every you know thing that you you you've uh, stated. So definitely shout out to Hampton, Harvard, all those remarkable you know experiences you had, and we'll we'll touch a little bit on that. But this power play. So you're this girl, and you get exposed to you know this this power play, and there's this new initiative, and obviously it's it, it's it's taking you on this unique experience, but. Like, like, what, what, what did that mean to you um, initially? Was there any, you know, resistance on your part? Were you just like, well, I'm curious, power play, let me join? Like, what, what was that like? Because I feel like, you know, that the impact that it's had on your life, you know, when we talk about statistically, they talk about just the decline in, in, in women in athletics and so many different things, viewership, ratings, you know, a lot of the political, you know, uh, 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 things out there that kind of um, restrict that what would you say, you know, for you when, when that power play opportunity presented itself? You know, were you just young, wild, free? and was like, oh, well, I guess I'll do it because I'm curious. Or, like, was there a certain person that inspired that move, you know, that, that, that interaction within that, that uh, uh, opportunity, which then obviously has birthed this, this, this remarkable journey you've been on? Like, what does that look like? Well, uh, I will say that when when they told me um, about the program, they said that it was in Manhattan and coming from like, you know, from Brooklyn and, you know, like in the projects, like I, I just loved going to the city, like, cause it was just a different atmosphere. Like, you know, the lights and, you know, just the, just the lore of New York city that definitely was a factor <laughs> in drawing me in. So I have to admit that, you know, cause I was like 16, you know, like, and it was, I didn't go up there for anything else. So to go up there for any reason, you know, I was like, okay, y'all got me. I'm going to the city, like, I'm there. <laughs> so um, so that was the initial way that they drew me in. But um, but then I stayed because I saw women for the first time, honestly, I remember um, I saw women that looked like me that were professionals, like women in suits and, you know, women in, um, in charge and, you know, women as VPs of business development. Like, I felt like I had role models that were, in entertainment or in sports or, you know, like singers, actors, actresses, you know, things like that. But I never really saw professional black women. And so going to power play and going to these offices, that was the first time where I saw that. So then I saw myself as that, you know, so that's really what kept me there. So, you know, people like Anuka Brown Sanders, you uh -huh. know, just seeing her, she was like, you know, probably six one or something like that. She's probably not that tall, but she was like five. <laughs> she was at least like five ten, but um or five eleven. But um, you know, seeing her standing tall and strong and just broad shoulders, like I was just like, wow, like that just. I knew that that was like you know just epitome of just cool and um what I wanted to be. So women like that, you know, women that looked like me and reflected me, um, 
were really what like kept me there. <clears throat> wow. No, no. And I think that's awesome. And, and it, it's beautiful that you've been, you know, a, a voice within the industry thus far within your career over the past years. And, and, and you're, you're, you're intentional and deliberate about not only, you know, your career, but also, you know, inspiring the next generation of Mia Halls out there. Those girls who, who, you know, love sports, you know, probably want to participate in sports. But unfortunately, we've been, you know, socialized. Guys and girls have been socialized to these certain, you know, stereotypical things. Right. Know your role, play your position, but not realizing the bigger impact that these programs and these certain individuals can have, you know, as it relates to our career development and, and all of these different things. So definitely kudos to you. So what have been so just within this journey, you go to Hampton, you know, how, how powerful, I guess, was it for you to then go? You know, you got the power play experience, go to high school and boom, it's college time. Was Hampton, you know, the only place that you decided to apply to? Was it other universities? But then what ultimately led you to Hampton? And, you know, as an HBCU, you know, alum myself, I know the, the, the tangible benefit, but just for your process, what was that like for you? And then ultimately the impact that Hampton had on your life? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to get some, some of those. Um, but initially, I would say what... Um, drew me to Hampton or let me choose Hampton. Mm -hmm. I did have a couple of schools um, in my, like, top five or whatever, Um, and it was my top two were really Hampton and Temple. I really hadn't heard of Hampton. Um, Being in New York, we, you know, don't, I mean, I feel like we don't have a lot of exposure. If our parents, like, my mom, my mom went to Morgan, like, for a little bit, and then I feel like she had to come home because she had me. But, um, but like, my nobody in my family had graduated school when I went. So, um, so that was like a new process for me. And I, you know, was in the North, so we hadn't been exposed to like Southern schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just heard about Hampton the, the summer before my senior year. But, um, but when I started to meet people that went there and, you know, um, actually like I met someone over the summer, first person I met that went to Hampton. Then I got an after, then I went to an after school program that I was working in my first like after school job. And four guys that were working there just graduated from Hampton, and they knew I was a senior and looking for schools. They were like, oh, no, you're going to Hampton. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. they had kind of made them out for me. So I was like, looked, and I looked into the school, and I liked their programs and things like that. It had things that I was interested in. So, um, so it was between there and Temple. So I visited Temple. You know, I loved Allen Iverson. So I, I went to, you know, um, to, to Philly and, you know, saw, like, the, um, went to All-Star Weekend. And, you know, visited the school as well. Um, and, you know, it was great, great programs, things like that. But um, a few months later, on our college tour, um, that was led by a person that went to Hampton as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I went to the campus and <laughs> I fell in love. Like, you know, going to the waterfront, like you can't go to the waterfront and have an option to go to Hampton and not stay. <laughs> At right, least for right, me, right. I couldn't. Um, so the waterfront was beautiful. Um, but then the people, like, I felt like they were family. I felt like I was seeing my cousins, like, they they welcomed me <laughs> with open arms, just to, you know, students that were there and, you know, just showing us around and things like that. I felt like I was home. So it's, it's truly a home by the sea. So just that familial atmosphere is what made me, um, and the waterfront is what made me choose Hampton, ultimately, um, as my school of choice. Um, and then the impact, I mean, was tremendous. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken about this before, but, um, and if anybody wants to read my article on how HBCU prepared me for Harvard on theroot.com, they can. But, um, but you know, I definitely think that um, 
it was inspiring to see that many people of color like doing well like I didn't I mean I don't think you really get to see that in many other atmospheres mm-hmm. um so just seeing like a bunch of brown faces like either dressed up and you know because they're in the business program and going to class or you know being the president of their own organization or starting their own businesses and running them on campus like enterprises like it was just you know you just uh, couldn't help but to you know, try to do better, like, because everybody else was trying to do better. So it wasn't it wasn't much of a competition, but you did want to, you know, just do your best because everybody else was doing good and you don't want to slack like, uh-huh, while everybody absolutely. else is, like, doing their thing. So, um, and you didn't have the excuse of, oh, people are picking on me because I'm black and da da Like, it wasn't a, you know, it's a black thing excuse. No, everybody's black, you know, or for the majority. So you didn't have that as an excuse. So it was just like, no, you have to do what you have to do. Like, you're going to be judged by your work. And... And you have to excel, and that's what I feel like has to help me to do. That is, I mean, that's that's powerful, and, and definitely to that standpoint. I think for me, you know, and you, you know a little bit about my story, but just that impact that that HBCU had, you know, seeing those individuals mm-hmm. that you said it looked like you, the culture, you know, when a lot of just you know a, a, a political things or social things in the world are happening, it's just that 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 coming togetherness, that sense of purpose, you know, and just that sense of you know. What is my my role as a man or, or, or to the women out there, my, my my identity as a woman in the world? What does that represent? You know, and I think, uh, you know, uh, as it's been a credit to you, you know, just how profound and powerful the impact that it's had on you. So so I guess in shifting gears a little bit, Mia, what, what have been some of your obstacles? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it's a plethora, but just for the listeners, one thing that I love to do, you know, on the Motivational Jumpstart is I'm just a big proponent on the more people, you know, share their truths you know, I believe it inspires other individuals to think about what is their truth or come a little bit closer to their truth so ultimately they can live happy and healthy and, and, and continue to get better. So what have been some obstacles, you know, whether it's as a woman in, in the sports industry that you've kind of struggled with, but you've had to fight to prove yourself or still proving yourself or just, just on your journey that could potentially be inspiring to the listeners out there? Um, I would say that, you know, it, it's never easy, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, to, to get anything you want. It's going to take a significant amount of sacrifice, right? So, um, so you know, I mean, for the college students, like, um, definitely in school, um, it was a struggle. Just, you know, like I said, not really. I had support from my family, but it wasn't like everybody had experience going to college. So that was a big transition for me. <clears throat> just, you know, my first semester wasn't like the best because I had to, you know, adjust to, first of all, a new rigor of um, of study and learning and um, and just, you know, of course, a new atmosphere being in the South, being on my own. So, you know, that was something that I had to overcome. But eventually, depending on um, depending on the resources that were offered to me, um, I was able to overcome that obstacle um, and, you know, just like reach out um, and and ask for help when I needed it. So I think that that has been probably one of the biggest um, one of the biggest things throughout my life that has helped me um, reaching out for help, whether it's from mentors, whether it's from you know um, peers that you know just are more experienced in the area than I am. They say you know of course you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most, and I definitely feel like those relationships. Um, over over the course of my life, especially college and career, um, have been helpful in helping me to overcome obstacles. Um, I'll say even a year after I graduated, I was looking for a job. Like, I looked for a job for a long time, I feel like, um, after I graduated. 
And, you know, people were like, oh, with the Harvard degree, you know, you're going to get a job right away. But I was, you know, I wasn't. Like, I didn't have experience. I uh -huh. went straight from undergrad to grad school. So it wasn't that easy. So I had to do substitute teaching. I had to, you know, work part-time as a coach. I worked part-time as a gym teacher. I worked part-time as an um, intern at a film company. Like, I had to have a lot of different little odd jobs um, before I landed my, like, first position, which was, you know, at the WNBA. But before that, you know, it was a hurdle trying to sell myself and get out there. Even though I had experience in college and, you know, um, good grades and things like that, like, they wanted to see more. So um, so that was definitely um, a hurdle that I had to overcome. And, um, I mean, you know, one, not wanting to, um, when I was, when I got a job at the high school sports management, I remember, you know, after three years of being there, I hadn't moved up in my position. There wasn't much room for growth where I was. It was a unique position that I was in. Um, and I was ready to leave. And, you know, I had applied for a job at the NBA, didn't get it, um, probably applied for other jobs and just wasn't getting jobs. So um, was discouraged there. But that's honestly when I found, like, you know what, let me just, um, I actually read a blog post and he was talking about producing yourself and, you know, just doing um, what you want to do, but on your own rather than like at a new job. So I was like, well, I know I want to work in media. So that's when I started to do more with my own blog and started me as full court press. And that's when I started to do my school's website and then and doing my school's website and my school's blog um, and just working with what I had, right. Working with what's in your hand. Um, using the resources that I already had, I was able to build that up and meet more people and report for my first All-Star Weekend. And then that's when I've just been going ever since. So um, so it was an obstacle, you know, wanting to leave the place that I was in. But then I overcame it by, you know, um, by producing myself, by producing my own um, things. And that's where my brand really started. Wow, wow, wow. No, and, and I think that's that's, that's powerful. And, and it also goes just to your 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 continued, continued, you know, just grind and, and just, you know, personal belief in yourself, even in those days that, you know, a lot of times people have those assumptions. Oh, wait, you went to Hampton and Harvard. Girl, you're, you've, you know, you've written, you know, your, 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 your life's ticket for yourself. And it's like, well, in, in concept, it would be dope if it, was, if it was that simple, right? You, and you know that if it was that easy, right, we'd all be millionaires right now, Mia. But, you know, it's been a process. <laughs> right. It's been a process. And I think, you know, most entrepreneurs and most successful journalists and, and, and media moguls, most people see the see the lights and the glamour, but they don't really see the, 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 the journey. You know what I mean? They don't see the journey and the obstacles, Absolutely. you know. So what would you say has been the number one thing or, or number few things that, although it might have not or has not probably been to a degree, it's been some phenomenal experiences, but maybe you might have seen yourself further or whatever it may be, but the, the, the things that this journey thus far has taught you as being a woman, in particular a black woman, but a woman, you know, uh, uh, about yourself. Like, what are some things you've learned about yourself that had you not been on this journey, you know, you might have not maybe, you know, uh, evolved into? Um, hmm. That's interesting. Um, as a woman, what have I learned? Oh, yeah, we come up with the questions I, this morning. You know, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, Mia. So, you know, wake up, wake up. Okay, okay, okay. I got you, I got you. Uh, all right, so as a woman, um, I mean, I guess I'm trying to see how to frame it. So 
I've definitely learned a lot, um, and I definitely enjoy my women colleagues and um, and what I've been able to contribute to the world as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that I have a a great opinion, like in spite of you know men not thinking that women belong in sports sometimes, and sadly they still believe that, but ridiculous but um in spite of that and you know maybe sometimes people judging based on you know oh well you're a woman you don't know anything about sports um i've learned that my opinion is valuable to companies because um not only are women consumers but you know we just offer a different perspective and diversity is important because um because that's how problems are solved like you don't just solve a problem you know only having one view or one opinion or one way, right? Um, mm-hmm. You have to have a diversity of them. So I've I've found as a woman, as I've grown in, on this journey, that my opinion is valuable, um, and that the more um, the more confidence I have in myself, um, I feel like the further I'll go. Like the more I bet on myself, then the then the further I'll go. Um, yeah, I feel like I've learned that. That, you know, you really just have to, like, have the faith that nothing is impossible, right? I mean, I think that nothing is impossible with God, but I think that he's given me the ability to do um, to do phenomenal things and to keep going in spite of, you know, things that happen. So, um, so yeah. Okay. No, no. And, and, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you talked about that because, you know, know that the real challenge, you know, that I sent to you, which was going to lead us as we, 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 we wind down on, on, on this edition of the Motivational Jumpstart, we, we, hopefully you, you, you brought some, some motivational advice, right? Yep. <laughs> you brought you brought some motivational uh-huh. advice. So for, uh-huh. so for the purpose of, of it, we, we're going to get into, you know, our, our segment right here on the Motivational Jumpstart. So you think you have, so what, you it think takes, you have what it takes? What it takes to what inspire, it takes to generation, inspire generation? Words to words inspire. To inspire. To influence. To influence. To motivate. To motivate. Words for the soul. Words for the soul. We'll step right up. We'll step right and up. And enter. And enter. The motivational, the motivational freestyle. freestyle. All right, me. Are you ready to be on the motivational freestyle? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so to the, to the to the ladies out there that are trying to be on a similar path as you are, are there? But they like me right now. I'm just life is hard. Life is hard. I'm in school right now. I I I might have done bad on midterms. I don't know where to go. Inspire those students. Man, keep going. Change is a process, not an event. So know that, in spite of everything that's going on and all the changes that are happening. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a process. And change is the only thing that's constant in life. Um, so it's going to come. These changes are going to come. But how you respond is how you will elevate. Um, I will also say that attitude determines approach, and approach determines success or failure. So, you know, in spite of you possibly, you know, failing a test or it getting really hard, your attitude towards approaching your next step is how you are going to be successful. So you have to go at it with enthusiasm. You have to go after your work with verb, with vigor, and knowing, like I said, betting on yourself, knowing and confidently um, trusting and believing that you can achieve anything you put your mind and heart and passion to. 
Absolutely. But me, I, you know, I see you and I hear your story. I don't have your resume and I'm a woman and, and, and I just feel like I don't know how to prove myself to these to the dominated men in the industry. And I'm just afraid. But you seem strong and you seem like you have it put together. How do I how do I get like you? What what, what can I do to be like Mia Hall? <laughs> I mean, shoot, don't get like me. But really, you know, get get be the best you that you can absolutely be. Um, and that's what I try to do on a daily basis, right? I try to push myself, challenge yourself, because that's really where you're going to see the most growth. You don't want to ever be comfortable. I always like to tell people, break out of your comfort zone. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. Like, you want to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So I think that the best way to be your best self is to challenge yourself and break out of your comfort zone. Wow. So but but, you know, I, I want to break out of my comfort zone, but I have friends right now. And, and you know, I've been having friends me for the past 10 years and, and I, I, I want to be loyal. But it, it just seems like my friends have reached their mountaintops. But I want a little bit more out of life. But I, I don't know how to how to have that uncomfortable conversation with them to get better or to potentially separate myself from them. W- what do I do to, to, to find myself a, a circle of influence or, or a winning circle? Well, to find a winning circle, you have to reach out. You have to, you know, do your research. And and, um, I like to say uh, observe. Um, You have to study and you have to practice. So observe your peers around you and, you know, see who's doing similar things that you're interested in doing or, you know, who people who have similar goals that you have. And, you know, take them to lunch, you know, have a conversation. Don't be afraid to speak to them. If you're uncomfortable, that's that's a good thing then, because then that's how you know you're challenging yourself and um, you're going to be able to expand your network. So definitely target those people that you know um, are passionate, that are motivated, that are, you know, um, intelligent, going towards their goals or knowledgeable in the area that you want to go into and, you know, get in a group with them. Right, 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 right. No, no, absolutely. So I appreciate you. You have successfully, successfully completed the motivational freestyle, Ms. Mia Hall. So kudos to you. But in, in conclusion, I definitely appreciate you for coming on a motivational jumpstart. And the last question I have for you to any listener out there who wants to or is looking for advice to continue the good fight, to continue to inspire themselves, to continue to, to, to pursue their dreams or just to become a better person. What, what last piece of advice would you leave them with? The last piece of advice um, that I would leave them with is my, really a principle that I love to live by is that humility precedes honor. So, you know, when you want to be honored or when you know you want to go um, higher, know that you're going to have to humble yourself. Know that you're going to have to get your hands dirty or, you know, your feet wet or, you know, just... Um, something is you're going to have to have a breakdown before you have a breakthrough. So just know that, you know, um, it's going to be hard, but that's once you keep pushing and once you go on, once you humble yourself, um, that's when the elevation will come. Wow. Powerful, profound words from the mentor, the motivational speaker, and definitely a mogul emotion. Uh, I appreciate you for, for calling in this morning, me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time, of course, and friendship. Absolutely. So so the next goal, though, is I know you're a busy person, but the next goal is to get you in studio, right? 
All right, so the invitation is always there, but you're coming in the studio. So hopefully this could be something we could arrange for 2016 or definitely early 2017. But definitely the the, the reunion in the studio is definitely going to happen. But uh, I definitely appreciate you for calling into the Motivational Jumpstart. To the listeners out there, we definitely want to thank Ms. Mia Hall for calling in, just talking about her journey, about, you know, some of the obstacles, but ultimately that she is still on her journey to become the best version of herself, to continue to fight the good fight, to continue to do all these incredible things. And ultimately, you know, her story is continuing to be written because she has taken that self-ownership as a woman, as an incredible woman, and she's doing some remarkable things in the world. So the playback will be coming soon, so definitely stay tuned to all the social media channels, and this will be going out. Uh, the podcast will be coming. It will be available on iTunes soon, so I will definitely share that information via uh, my social media channel at I'm so educated I am so educated or on Facebook at Mr. Mallory and uh, I'll definitely share Ms. Mia Hall's uh, contact and social media information to those inspired listeners but for the motivational jump start I am Mike Mallory definitely thank Ms. Mia Hall and we are out